The right person at the wrong time Put your heart on hold for me, hope you don't mind Don't you turn cold on me, we'll be just fine You really got a hold on me, you'll be on my mind We on different roads and we on different times But we still cross roads, so I take it as a sign I don't see me letting go, pushing shit to the side But if you gotta go, don't waste no time Cause I ain't trying to break no ties I ain't trying to take no lies I ain't trying to wear no eyes I ain't trying to get those vibes I'm trying to make you mine Even if I gotta take my time I'm trying to make you mine I'm ready to put it on the line Just to make you mine. I'm trying to make you mine. I'm ready to put it on the line. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the No Names, No Numbers podcast. I'm your host, Pat LaBelle, and I have an awesome, awesome crew in studio here today at the one and only WMUA Amherst, best college radio station around. We got Marquise Filthy on mic two. We got Mike Noon on mic three. High Noon Productions, great, great video maker. And on mic four, we're sharing. We got Ray, the one and only Ray Oasis, and our main man, Black Will. So first and foremost, thank you, everyone, for coming out. How we doing today? Amazing. Yeah, pretty good. Thank wow. you for having us. I'm feeling pretty good, too. Chilling. Living large, you know. Always got to be doing good in the studio. High energy. Yes, sir. Uh, but the reason we have uh, our crew in here today is we're mostly looking to promote an uh, upcoming single and music video called Mine. So maybe you guys can help me out, uh, Marquise and Mike especially. I know you guys worked hard on this. Uh, what can people expect coming out, Mine? Um, mine is a collaboration video with me and Mike uh, for one of my singles, um, it's crazy because it's, it's a video and it has no performance scenes. Like, there's no scenes of me, like, actually rapping or anything like that. So we really took a um, cinematic approach, which is what I'm most proud about. Mm, and I, I just watched it um, before we hopped on the air here. And something I like about it, it seems like there's a little bit of a story there. Does it kind of connect to the lyrics a little bit? Or am I reading into it too much? Um. Yeah. I, I mean, not not. Yeah, you're reading into it too much. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a story there within the video and the song. Mm. And as far as you and Mike go, um, how'd you guys meet? And how long you been working together? Favorite projects? Anything? Mike, you start that. Damn. Um. Well, yeah. So we went. Wait. How they meet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, we, how we met. Alright, well, how they met Mike, you start and then you take over from with, okay. from me, from okay. with, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, Will will fill in the blanks for us. Yeah, I mean, we we went to high school back to back in the day. Um, yeah, so CHS, we actually had Spanish class together. Um, Marquise was at Canton High for like what two years? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, we actually didn't really connect during that time at all. Um, the most I knew from him was like. After Spanish class at the end of the day, this man would leave screaming Kanye, he was, <laughs> he was like, you know, top of his lungs. And I'd be like, yo, what? The, who is this kid? Never um, been short on confidence. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I didn't hear from him for a while until until I heard from uh, Will here. Uh, yeah, just one random time. Um, I was going to go to Marquise's house in Boston. and I didn't have a ride, so I just hit up Mike because we'd been on a what, like? A movie watching streak yeah. with uh, a couple other folks I won't name, but yeah, I hit him up. He was down a slide, and um, 
Marquise and uh, Mike clicked, and the rest is history. Yeah. And as as far as this this latest song coming out, mine, um, can you give people a little bit of an inside track, uh, like maybe where it was shot? You know, what was the process like putting it together? So, um, I don't know where I got that idea from, but I knew that I just wanted it to be um, in the movie theater, and um, I seen um, during like um, uh, when everything started opening up with quarantine a little bit that movie theaters were um renting out their uh spaces for um private uh, viewings and things like that so um the way my mind works i'm always looking for a way to shoot a music video so i just thought oh it would be dope to have like do the mind videos it's just a couple in the movie theater doing the only thing no one else in there and um found some references Talk to Mike. Well, honestly, we didn't really find that that many references because there's not a lot of music videos or like people in the movie theater. We there was really just this one music video, not not even a music video, just some random YouTube video that we watched over and over and over for weeks and just kept pulling ideas from. And then um, we reached out to a lot of uh, theaters across uh, Massachusetts, not even just Boston, Massachusetts, and um, we found the Regent Theater in Arlington. They let us uh, shoot. Yeah, and that video, too, that we watched, um, it was like 10 minutes of just every scene from a movie that took place in a movie theater. Uh, every scene from a movie, um, just any different shots, like it went through a whole range of emotions throughout. So, you know, we really studied that to try and get the cinematography down for, you know, how we wanted to make the audience feel, taking them through. We really wanted to felt like, you know, it's you're the one on the date. We wanted to, it to be relatable mm. to the viewer. So, um yeah, we worked. We worked hard to do that. It, it's beautifully shot, and also I don't know. I'm, I don't know if this is a stupid question, but the sign when you first walk in was that actually set up, or was that uh, edited in in post production? Um, the beginning of the YouTube video opened up from the outside of yeah. a movie theater, so I just randomly had that. I was like, uh, I want to see if we can get our names on it, and we asked, and they said yeah, and we did it. Mm, that's great. Did you find throughout the process people were mostly willing to help or you kind of had to push a little bit to get what you want? Um, It's not really hard finding um people to help with the music videos. I kind of like I'm dedicated 100 percent to like the music and all the stuff I'm doing. So I've kind of built my own small network of people who can help with music videos and um artists and stuff like that and i have a good support system as far as like friends and family and stuff like that so it's it's pretty easy putting people together to um how do i say pull things like this off you know mm. so i i'm really excited for mine you know latest release is going to be what's hot but i probably first got into listening to your music with your album deeper than filthy which i just yes. thought i mean one of the things that immediately jumped out to me about that album is it wasn't just your typical, like, just rapping about whatever. I mean, guns, like, oh, shoot up the block, <laughs> whatever. No, like, it actually, it yeah. really was. It had some, like, introspection yeah. in there, a very personal album. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about what it was like making that? Was that tough to make? Or? I worked on Deeper Than Filthy from 2016 to 2019. And um, the beginning of it, it started with the song. It started with the song Deeper Than Rap. And it was that was a song, like, about my dad, like, um, really just getting just um expressing how my relationship with him is a really really big pillar in my like rap career and why I choose to be an artist and things like that 
And from there, I had the idea to make an album based on that, just around like deep topics and things like that. And the first uh, draft of the album got scrapped, except for Deeper Than Rap. And then going back into it, it ended up being a journey for like those two, three years of my life. I mean, a journal for uh, those two, three years of my life. And it was like super authentic music. And yeah, that's, yeah. It's really just like a, a, a capsule for me, the album. Mm. W- would you say that's one of your favorites off the album? Um, what would be your favorite tracks off that? Wow. Oh, that's a great question. It's like I, choosing your babies, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. Like, cause each song is like a very specific um, aspect of my life. But um, off the top of my head, I'll probably say Miss Mac and Disaster are like really close to me. Mm. And, and Mike, what were your first thoughts upon hearing that album? Well, I was blessed enough to um, have just started working with him when he was putting this album together originally. So I got like a little five rough track list when I was at college. And like the first day I got it, I played through it five times in a row. I was like, oh, my God, like finally some like a unique voice. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I got like from seeing it. You know, obviously he gets it to a point before he he sends it over to me, but then to see how it grew and changed, songs get cut, some new songs get added. You know, he came through and said, um, like, what is it like, when did you do Out of Reach? Like two weeks before that album got mixed or something? And he's yeah. like, I got a new song, I just wrote it, I just did it, here it is. <laughs> like, um, and then, yeah, we got to go through and pick a bunch of the songs and do visuals for like a good four of them, five of them, not all came out, but it was an absolute blast to like get to see that part of the creative process. Mm. So for everybody listening, keep an eye out for mine, but don't sleep on the earlier stuff. And another thing that jumped, another thing that jumped out to me, I don't know if it's even still up anymore, but I remember seeing you put out a documentary maybe like a couple years back. And I remember you talking a little bit about plan A. So could you tell, could you tell people a little bit what that means? (laughs) What's the significance of that? Plan A. Um, so really that started with, um, a conversation I had with, um, uh, I don't want to say teacher, like a boss that I had, um, my first job coming out of high school. Um, I was in a weird transition where I didn't know if I wanted to go to college or pursue music. And I don't know why. I just, I, at that time, being fucking 17, 18, I thought I had to do one or the other. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know I could do both, or I guess I didn't want to. So I felt like I had to give my all to one of them. And um, I never really spoke to anyone about it except for when I was at this job and I was speaking to my boss. And I was just telling her, like, man, I really want to do music. Like, I don't really, I don't really want to, like, go to school and stuff like that. I want to just stay here and, like, try to get this music thing going. And then um, I played her one of my songs. And then um, she was like, damn, that's fire. And I was like, ah, yeah. She was like, um, yeah, you actually have a chance. You feel what I'm saying? She was like, oh, wait, no, you're, like, you're really good. And then I was telling her, like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to tell my mom, man. She was just like, hey, tell your mom. Like, this is, this is your plan A. And literally right there I wrote... Um, the hook to my song Plan A, and um, that was the first song I dropped when I decided, like, when I graduated and decided, like, okay, I'm gonna take music serious. That was the first song I released, and I just kept saying Plan A, and it became a theme for like the journey I'm on, for like m- making a career out of music, and then it became like my team, and now it's like um, my publishing and shit like that. So yeah, it's cool. No, I like that. That's like the central concept. You come back to. And I mean, I feel like all artists, it's not always all sunshine and rainbows. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it can have 
that nice aspect too i'm sure of like for sure, no ma- yeah. things aren't going right plan a though plan yeah a. for sure yeah yeah it's definitely something i always fall back on yeah mike do you feel you can relate to even with the photography the video making or or not so much stupid idea no i i mean <laughs> like like I'm, I'm i'm high noon productions now but i wouldn't be doing any of that if it wasn't for marquis filthy like I had to create High Noon Productions because I had to name my stuff something when I was when we were putting the videos out. Like I'm not doing music videos. I'm a fan of his music, and so you know he asked me to do music, and I'm like, imagine being able to like create art with your one of your favorite artists. So I'm like, you know, that's easy. So now jump back to this year, I actually quit my job and I'm pursuing that, you know, my production and photography stuff full time. So it's my plan A now. You know, I was a little late to the game. But <laughs> But yeah. you're, but you're hopping on the board. I like I like that. Um, but I mean, both both you guys have been working on your respective art art forms for a long time. What would you say are the biggest things you've learned since you started out, or biggest things that you've kind of realized? Oh, maybe I could do that a little better. Oh, I thought I knew what I was doing two years ago. Now there's something I do completely different. Or is there anything or? Fucking everything, <laughs> everything from to the my beat selection to the videos I put out and everything in between to the shows and the way I promote things. There's, there's always something to learn that every aspect of just being a human, honestly, like beyond music. Like there's always something more to learn. Yeah, mm. definitely. I mean, you know, I, I always laugh and think back to one of our earlier videos this year. Um, we did Lost. Um, and I thought that we had hit such a new level of videography and stuff that we had, like, that was it. I was like, I don't think we can do better than this. Marquis was like, bro, what do you, like, obviously we can. <laughs> and then we did again. And then, <laughs> like, the next video, I was like, damn, bro, I don't think we can do better than this. And then, boom, the next video, I'm like, oh, and it's still going. Like, I'm, that's why I'm so excited about mine. I really feel like we keep reaching, like, a new echelon with each of these things. Like, For like sure. you said, we're taking everything we learned from all these past ones, and we just keep piling it onto the next one and the next one. So, like, it's really exciting to see how far we've come mm-hmm. uh, looking For back sure. at old stuff. Mm, yeah, it's great to have those moments where you're like, oh, that came out great. That was an awesome project or experience. And one, I'm sure for you, I, I was telling you when you came in, I just watched um, Marquise Filthy actually opened up for Tyga. So could, yeah. could you tell us that story? I mean, how did that come to be? That must have been incredible. So um, I really feel like the way that came about was really the universe paying off on my hard work. So I was working on the Deeper Than Filthy album for two, three years, and it was um, coming out on February 29th. I remember this day like it was yesterday. I got a random text on Feb- February 14th, two oh, weeks wow, before wow. the show. Like I was at work having the worst day ever, ever. I was so mad. I don't even remember what was happening. I was just <laughs> so angry. And I was really frustrated because I had this album coming out in two weeks and I didn't have like a major promotion. And I got this random text that said, hey, you want to open up for Tiger on February 29th? I mean, February 28th. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is crazy. And they it's told me, like, they, they told me where they got, like, my um my phone number from. It was legit and shit like that. So I was like, at first, it, that was the same day as my listening party. I had lined it up. The album was coming out February 29th, and I had lined up the listening party so the album would drop right at midnight at the listening party. So I was, like, really torn on what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing both. I'm going to figure it out. I have, had a really great support system to um delegate some people at the listening party while I was at the show. And then... Soon as I got off stage, I shot to the listening party and had a great night. Mm. 
and, and you were telling me a little bit too just the experience of being an opener is a really oh yeah really interesting experience and as someone who's like been to concerts before sometimes it's like when's the headliner coming out we want to <laughs> we came here to see tiger whatever yeah. so could you talk a little bit about what it means to kind of win the crowd over a little bit they might not be exactly yeah. warmed up you know what i mean yeah so i'll take you from the beginning first i have to say this when we first walked in, we skipped the line. We went straight to security. I was like, I'm Marquise Filthy. They were like, come with me. That, <laughs> was, the, that was the coolest feeling ever. So we did the green room um, stuff. They showed us the green room, uh, sound check, all that stuff. And then um, as the as the opener, I wasn't promoted really. You feel what I'm saying? Like I, my name wasn't like all big on the flyer and shit like that. And so um, I was going dead first. So um, DJs playing music shit like that and it was really no like announcement they just said are oh, you ready and i'm like yeah and then they cut the lights my dj hit the bomb and then i remember like there was a small chant i was like tiger tiger <laughs> and honestly i was getting like mentally i was like all right you're gonna get booed just Sweat's just make the best down of your forehead yeah, yeah yeah i was like fuck it you might get booed off just make the best of it and then i get i get out there i start rapping and i always use the first song to just like read the room and like look in people's faces and read what's going on, how they're perceiving me, what kind of people am I performing for, shit like that. And I specifically remember seeing these two girls in the front. When they first saw me, they looked at each other like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then um, the way I set up my shows, it's like the energy always goes up, you know? So by the last song, it's like everyone's jumping and shit like that. I'm surprised out of my mind. So I made it, I made it a point to look at those same two girls and I swear i seen them like jumping off their feet like with their hands in the air man that made me feel so good it was that was a big confirmation for me like that was the first time i ever won a crowd over at the biggest show i ever performed at so that shit was like crazy yeah no that was that was awesome and you can see it in the video i mean people haven't seen it uh make sure to check it out uh it's on your youtube page right yeah it's called um i opened the show for tiger on my uh on my youtube marquis filthy and yeah, the description says it all. You got <laughs> you got to do a little bit of a tease. It is radio. We're not going to give it all away to you. So let's get those views up uh, yeah, as sure. well. Um, but all right, so mine, it's coming out. Yes. Uh, is there a date yet, or is o it October fifteenth, uh, Friday? The video and the song will be um, available on all streaming platforms. So set your calendars, get your alarm set up, and one final chance uh, for a plug. Why should people tune in? Why should we run? Why should we run mine up? Um, mine is gonna give you. It's gonna give you a perspective you don't see really a lot, and um, it's 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 authentic. You know, it's how do I say? It's wholesome content. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I got something to say. <laughs> that good tender shit. Yeah, nah. It's um, <laughs> it's really good quality. You feel me? It's raw. Um, there's also, pause, there's also a <laughs> vlog to it as well, so, like, you really feel connected to it as well, so you guys should look forward to that as well, so, like, it'll be deeper than just a video, you <laughs> feel me? For sure. Connected to it. Mm. That, com that compassion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. One, one love. <laughs> I'm not into that with my hair down to my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i, I got to make sure you plug yourself too so uh where can people find you let's talk instagram youtube whatever where can people find you uh you can find me anywhere uh, marquise filthy m-a-r-q-u-i-s filthy f-i-l-t-h-y 
Yeah, so I'm uh, High Noon Productions. So that's like High Noon, but you know, the noon has an E at the end. So it's like the time of day, noon, N-O-O-N-E, and then Productions. Um, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Mm, and, and the No Names, No Numbers team, our lawyers are working to sue High Noon, the seltzer company. I would cease, appreciate that. Cease and desist. There's only one true High Noon here. <laughs> high Noon Productions. Yes, the one I and the only. That. I appreciate that. Yeah, Black Will on IG. Black Will made it, not to be confused with Mike Will made it. Twitter, once I get it back, uh, at Black Ass Will. And to find all of my music, just Google Black Will 617. Some shit will pop up. Boom. Don't call him Mike Will like I did when I met him. Don't fucking do that. um, Ray Oasis, you can find me on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. No, he's got a point. He's got a point. R-A-I. O A S I S. You feel me? Ray Oasis. You feel me? You can find me on Instagram, Ray Oasis as well. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ray got a little, um, a little visualizer out too for one of her tracks on on um, on YouTube. Night Falls. Yeah. By Ray Oasis. Ray, give the people what they want. Why should they listen to it? Why should they peep it? Um, it's my first. You feel me? It's my first project I worked on. You feel me? It's it's my first. I feel like that says a lot. Like. And it's really great for my first. It really is. Like, for my first video and song, I we did that. You feel me? We did that. Vibes. They yeah. used dry ice in that video. Dry All right, ice. go watch that. Dry. They used dry ice. Yeah. I was there. See, who yeah. doesn't like a little dry? It's like looking like a zombie, like, coming up or know, some Halloween crazy. shit. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know how Mike, like, thought of it, but he, he did it. Also, we didn't say, look, this is, we're missing one person, but we're a collective called No Entertainment, yeah. and it's really just, um, basically just a media service. Um, I want to build it more, of course. We have artists, d- DJs, producers, videographers, cinematographers, photographers, models, whole bunch of just creative, you know what I'm saying, creative things going on. So, yes, that's what we all are together. We're missing one more person, Uno, he's in Brooklyn, New York right now. But yeah, we are no entertainment as a whole. Yeah. Just another reason to bring everybody back. We're going to definitely have a recap show after the <laughs> drop. I can't wait. Uh, seriously, thank you all for coming on. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank thank you for, for sure. Like, I really mean it. Thank you. This has been awesome. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you soon.